Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Stream Strategy for Fantasy Hockey, brought to you by a good hockey podcast. As always, I'm Callum here with Chuck. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm doing well, Kyle. How about yourself? Killing it in fantasy this week as a result of paying attention to what's going on in this podcast and making the most out of this week's NHL schedule, which is all what this podcast is about, helping you win your fantasy matchups. How's your, how's your fantasy team looking this week? Well, my fantasy team in the Good Hockey Fantasy League is looking real strong. Unfortunately, I'm going to be without McKinnon for the next three weeks, but I feel like with the depth that I have picked up and by streaming effectively, I'll be able to, to still win the those weeks until he comes back. Uh, in the Keeper League, however, I'm struggling a little bit as I had to make a bunch of changes due to some struggles with Montreal and Caulfield being sent down to the HL. How about you? Pretty good. Things are looking close. I'm happy with my roster. I was a little concerned with guys I had stashed on IR, and then guys I had picked up ended up looking a bit like keepers, uh, guys like I follow. And with those players I had stashed on IR coming off of IR, I was concerned that I was going to have to kick someone off the team. Yeah. I ended up selling Palat, which is more of actually like a buy of Jack Hughes, I guess, because I swapped... Palat for Hughes, who's on the IR spot, so I get to stash him on the IR and I don't have to worry about dropping someone. Palat's the guy who goes. And then me and the dude swapped like 16th and 14th round picks with me giving the earlier one. So it, it's kind of like me buying Jack Hughes with a re- really late pick and Palat. The reason why I wanted to move Palat right now is because someone on my team was going to go. And I wasn't really excited about dropping someone who's been underperforming like Robertson or Natchez. Yeah. Or someone who's been overperforming like I follow or Raymond. So I was kind of in a bit of predicament. I looked at my team. Palat was slightly underperforming, which was concerning because he was on the first line of a good team. Yeah. But Kucherov is out. He's not even on the first power play anymore. And once I saw that, that's when I made the decision. Palat was the guy who... I had to get rid of, and I thought that his name value and his team association would make him desirable in a trade, and it turns out, yes, so I'm happy with the deal overall. Jack Hughes and a 16th uh, is what I received, and what I gave up was Palat and a 14th. Yeah, and that Jack Hughes, uh, Jack Hughes could be a keeper for you, or for somebody else, but, you know, keeper for you throughout the season, or I guess throughout, you know, the years with this team. This year's kind of been a breakout year for him. That injury really sucks. I was looking forward to him really popping off. It looked like he was going to, but when he comes back, he could be just as good. So, yeah, I I think that's a great trade. All right, let's get into this week's fantasy schedule. Whole bunch of back-to-backs going on this weekend, but teams that I'm interested in finding streamers from are teams like Boston, Carolina, Columbus, as well as the New Jersey Devils. Ottawa Senators, don't mind the New York Rangers, but I don't love them. Pittsburgh Penguins, I like their matchups. Yep. St. Louis Blues, rough matchups, but if you can find some streamers on them, they're probably good. Uh, don't love Vegas's or the, the Canucks matchup. and Yeah, if you, the Leafs, I like the Leafs a lot for this weekend. Calgary and, uh, Calgary and Buffalo back-to-back is a nice one. So if you can find a streamer, I think Kerfoot is still like really low rostered and... Kerfoot and Bunting, and being in the top six with the rest of those guys, you know. Yeah. All right, let's move into short-term pickups. My first one is going to be a bit of an interesting guy because he's from a shitty team. I'm going to go with Shea Ghosty Bear from the Arizona Coyotes. 
And before you go, there's no way you should be picking up anyone from the Arizona Coyotes. I'd like to draw to your attention that Shane Ghosty Bear is ranked 96 on the season. He's 11 points, 2 goals, and 9 assists. He's only minus 1 on Arizona. Yeah. And he has 27 shots. So not a high shooting percentage, but he's a defenseman. You don't need him to actually score goals. The shots are just peripheral bonuses, so that's nice. Doesn't play on the first line in Arizona, which you don't really want him to because the first line defense is getting decimated. He plays on the second line, which, again, he's only minus one, so it seems to be fine. Yep. And he plays on the first power play, and it seems to be like he's the playmaking defenseman QB rather than Jacob Chikrin, who's not really getting a lot of touches. So I like everything about Shane Gosebear. Only 20% rostered, so tons of opportunity to, to, to get him. Yep. I'm liking Riley Smith on the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights are dealing with a shit ton of injuries, and with the Jack Eichel trade, they're going to be, you know, in a bit of a uh, cap crunch when all those guys are coming back. But in the meantime, I like Riley Smith because he's on the first line, first power play. He's rostered in 22% of leagues, and he's ranked 41 on the season with eight points and four goals. Now, with all the deployment that he's getting and a kind of decent weekend matchup for the Vegas Golden Knights, I like picking him up in the short term. All right. I like Andreas Janssen from the New Jersey Devils. They got three games in the next four days. None of them are really good matchups. You got the Islanders, then the Bruins, then the Rangers. Uh, But regardless, Janssen is currently getting second-line deployment on New Jersey. He plays on uh, the left wing with Dawson Mercer in the middle and Thomas Tatar on the right wing. He's also getting power play deployment. Let me just really quickly double check if that's the first line or second line power play deployment because that changes things. Yeah, second line power play deployment with Jasper Bratt, Thomas Tatar, and P.K. Subban. Yeah, I like Janssen. He's ranked 130 on the season. He's got six goals on 16 shots, so that's unsustainably high. You should expect Mm. that to come down, but ride the hot streak while you can. He's got three assists for nine points. He's plus seven. He's got a power play point, too, and he's only 4% rostered, so you you should probably be able to get him. Yeah. Also from the New Jersey Devils, I'm liking Nico Heischer in the short run. He's on the first line, and with the injury to Hughes, he's really been given more ice time. You know, they're relying on him. He's also on the first power play unit which is important that uh, that power play units rolling with like Dougie Hamilton and Alexander holds some good shooters, good scorers, good offensive threats. He has seven points on the season and is plus four. The Devils are definitely a good team. And while only being 20, 24% rostered, Nico Heischer is a good pickup for the weekend. Yeah, I have Heischer on my list as well. The deployment is something that you should not ignore, especially with... Uh, I don't know if he's if he really is a high caliber player, but there's certainly a lot of hype around him as he like he's the team captain. He's signed long. He was the first overall or first round pick. Yep. First overall pick, even right? Maybe yeah. Yeah. In 2013 or 2012, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, I do like Nico Kishir for a short term pickup and perhaps even long term, but we'll get to that. My last one here is Cole Sillinger from the Columbus Blue Jackets. 4% rostered, tons of opportunity to pick him up. He's only, or he's ranked 200 on the season. He has four goals and two assists for six points, plus three, 32 shots. That's nice. Very nice. Right now he's playing on the first line of the Columbus Blue Jackets with Igor Chinekov and Jakub Voracek. Sillinger is also playing on the first power play, which is very important. Uh, he hasn't really... Yeah, no power play points yet, but right now he's in that spot, so 
with Columbus's schedule in this upcoming week, I think that's that's all pretty nice. Yeah, that's a good move. You got anyone else? That's it for short term. Short term pickup. All right, let's move on to long term pickups then. I'll just say Sillinger again for the reasons that I said. As long as he's getting that top line deployment, he is a keeper. Long term pickup, Sillinger. Uh, we're going to go back to the same argument that we use for Ghosty Bear and short-term pickup for long-term pickup. It seems that that second-line defense is not getting scored on as much as the first-line defense out in Arizona. He's also leading the power play, and as we said, he seems to be getting the last touches, the playmaking touches, the point-getting touches on the power play. Ghosty Bear only minus one, and low rostered is a great pickup long-term. Okay, I've got Alex Ayafalo, who has fully graduated from streamer, master, spot yeah to uh, uh holding a roster position he plays on the second line of the los angeles kings on the left wing mostly i, I think he's kind of like a two-way guy but recently he's been getting a ton of points yeah 23 rank on the season he's got 13 points six goals and seven assists plus four two power play points and 47 shots on goal that's pretty nice I think he's, I said he's on the second line, and he's also on the first power play. This is all great because he's getting good deployment and he's producing. I mean, six goals and 47 shots isn't like an unsustainable shooting percentage at all. He's getting chances. In fact, he could probably be getting a bit higher. Yeah. You know, so I really like all of that. He's only 54% rostered, which means there should be a lot of opportunities still for you to pick him up. But you should hurry up because... That, it went up 19% rostered just in the last week. Yeah, that makes sense. That's craziness. So Alex Iafalo is great. Nobody was expecting it, but he's here, and pick him up if you can. We're going to backpedal on the Anders Lee dumping that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Uh, we were saying, though, that until Anders Lee, Matt Barzal, and that first line on the Islanders can figure out their offensive game for this year, uh, probably good to drop him. But now... Anders Lee has two goals in, or three goals in his last two games for a total of four on the season. Still not really great. He hasn't got a lot of shots. He's minus one and only has those four goals. However, that is an elite first line on an elite team. And as they get rolling, it's really good to pick him up. He's rostered in 47% of leagues. So similar to I follow, there's not a lot of room, but there is still opportunity to go pick him up. And it'd be good just to keep an eye on him for the long term. Yeah, I've got Rasmus Asplin from the Buffalo Sabres. Currently playing on the first line on the right wing. Tage Thompson's in the middle. Jeff Skinner's on the left wing. For some reason, Buffalo's winning games are playing okay. Asplund's also on the first power play unit. He's 28% rostered. People are realizing that he's good. Up 9% rostered just in the last week. Season rank 101 with 4 goals and 6 assists for 10 points. Plus 4, 2 power play points. And 22 shots on goal. Yeah. Everything about that says Asplund is, uh, depending on the depth of your league, he's a he's a he's a pick and hold. This is another one that's kind of dependent on the depth in your league and also how many categories or how many stats are being uh, calculated in your league. But Artem Zub from the Ottawa Senators, we were talking about him a few weeks ago. We're gonna probably keep talking about him throughout the year. He has five points and is plus two while playing on the Senators' top line with Thomas Shabbat. More of, more of a defensive defenseman kind of guy. He only has 14 shots on the year, but has 25 hits and 33 blocks. So if you're looking for somebody that's going to be pretty reliable, plus minus wise, throw in the occasional point and get a good amount of peripherals. Artem Zub, who's only rostered in 18% of leagues, is a great op- like a great pick to go and find. 
Let's move over to short term. You're done, right? Yeah, I'm sure I'm done. Let's move over to short term drops. Don't like anyone from Chicago that you may have been streaming. They only have one game over the next four days. Colorado streamers, only two games, and they're banged up. They're not really playing too great. Dallas streamers, only one game in the next four days. Not really great opportunity. New York Islander streamers, only one game in the next four days against the Devils. Nashville. They got one game. It is against Arizona on an off night, so. Arizona has two games. They play Ah. the Blues tonight and then Arizona, so. Yeah, not and they're both on on night, so you yeah. probably can't make the most of that. And then Tampa Bay Lightning only one game for this weekend, and it's on the on night on that Saturday, so not a lot of opportunity for streamers there. Same thing with Vegas, even though we just kind of said look at Riley Smith, but mm-hmm. you were mentioning that you have a bit of a weird schedule and that some of these on nights, which for me, like I'm having yep. trouble getting guys in. You said there's actually like those are the nights for you where there's more spots. Yeah, well, I noticed because uh, I'm in a couple of, or a few different leagues, like some of my teams or one of my teams is like 60 games they're playing this week. Another one has 48 or whatever. Another one is 55. So on one of those teams, I or two of those teams actually have roster spots available on both tonight and Saturday night. Uh, and I was looking at both Marcus Felino and Ryan Hartman from the Minnesota uh, the Minnesota Wild to fill up those spots. They're both playing in the top six on a pretty strong defensive team. Uh, and those guys have been getting points. They've been playing well this year offensively. So okay. some opportunity, you know. Let's move over to long-term drops. Uh, Jacob Trickren is my first guy from the Arizona Coyotes. You don't need to just, if you have him, why? You're probably not paying attention enough. You can drop and pick up anyone else. Um, enough said, I think. Who do you got? Uh, James Van Riemsdyk, he's he's going to be a long-term drop. He's got five points on the year with one goal. He's playing on Philadelphia's third line now. It seems that they have a lot of faith in Farabee and Atkinson, who came over this offseason to play in the top six and replace him as the scorer. Still rostered in 14% of leagues. That seems kind of high for somebody who's rated 306 on the season and who's not getting a lot of deployment, not top-line power play, and not top six minutes. Unless you're in a stupid deep league, James Van Riemsdyk probably shouldn't be on your team. Last guy on my list is Alex Alexis Lafreniere from the New York Rangers. He's ranked 419 on the season. He plays on their third line with Barkley Goudreau and some guy that no one's ever heard of unless you're a Rangers fan. Yeah. Maybe even not if you're a Rangers fan. On the season so far, he's got three goals and one assist. Four points, minus four, zero power play points, and 22 shots. Lafreniere is obviously not playing on the first power play unit. He's on the second, and not really producing at all, not really getting deployment, and he's 47% rostered. That's way too high. Yeah. No, there are not that many really deep or keeper leagues where you're really holding on to him for two, three years down the road. So, yeah, well, like a lot, we're, I, I don't know, I'm trying to win every year, right? Yeah. So I notice some people want to keep on building and building, and I just want to keep on winning. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't need Lafreniere if I want to keep on winning. Yeah, I feel like that number one draft pick adds a lot of flash and shine to him and a lot of people get excited by that also you know the 100 point season in the queue but this is the nhl and if you can't perform in the nhl you shouldn't be on a fantasy team so i agree with all those points you said about lafreniere 
Okay, that's all for us, folks. If you liked this episode, please consider subscribing. Check us out online at A Good Hockey Podcast. Also, make sure to turn on notifications wherever you're, whatever streaming platform you're listening to this on, uh, so that you are aware as soon as our episode comes out and that you can get ahead of the curve to pick up these players before everyone else does. Because they're going to go quick. Yeah. So thanks. Anyways, thanks for listening. Y'all take care. All right. Have a great day. Bye.